The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Hey, it's me, your barista. You know how you come in almost every day for our cold foam coffee? Well, now there's an easy way to foam at home with new International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. And it's foaming delicious. New International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. Now in stores. It's foaming delicious. don't know how to feel Rosebud, okay? Rosebud, Rosebud, <laughs> we hear it, okay? He's not Citizen Kane! Riverdale, number one, he's not Citizen Kane. <laughs> and the episode is called Citizen Lodge, and I guess they both give up their families for business, but I don't know. Um, welcome to Riverdale Roundup. MJ, how do you feel about it? I am a little bit, like, scared to record this episode even because Ooh, I don't fear. know yet how I feel. I need someone to tell me how, how to, to feel. feel. I will say I know I know one thing about how I feel. Hit me. Which is that I spent the first 15 minutes being like I'm pretty sure it's Mark Consuelos' kid. I'm like 99.9% sure that Jackie said that. And then finally Giddy was like, I'll just look it up. (laughs) And he's like, yes, it is Mark Consuelos' kid. And that did make me very happy. And I thought it was very cute. And I kept thinking about the other kid who had walked in on him and Kelly Rip having sex. And so I had generally very positive feelings about young Hiram Lodge being played by Mark Consuelos' kid. 100% two thumbs up. A million thumbs up. I actually thought that Mark, and Michael Consuelos's performances were delightful. Yes. I was very into it. I think it's very cute because the more that I read b- about with Michael Consuelos, which, yes, is Mark Consuelos' son, he was just talking about how close his family is. They're all very close to each Aww. other. And part of something that he loves to do is they they mimic each other constantly. So he's like, I've worked on making fun of my father my entire life. So getting paid to essentially... <laughs> Make fun of my father is the best thing that has ever happened to me. He's working with an acting coach. He's try like he's like I watched a bunch of episodes back to back trying to get like like the the tension in his yeah, jaw, the cadence, how he speaks, like, the confidence yeah. in which he speaks. He did a great fucking job. He, he honestly did like he was an incredibly accurate Hiram. Like he he. Absolutely, it was. You could tell it was like studied. It also felt weirdly like deja vu because we didn't even end up talking about it on page seven. But I've been thinking a lot about um, James Gandolfini's son playing oh um, my Tony Soprano, and of course that's like you know a higher echelon of acting Maybe. stakes and performance, and you know Maybe. legacy to carry on as the son of an actor. Riverdale, slightly smaller potatoes, but I was like truly impressed by Michael Consuelos's um, capturing of yeah the the way that Hiram speaks, his posture. He like it, 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 whatever. I still don't know how I think about the storyline. Like he really did a good job of being like this is how a teenager could become this like 
prick of a man. Like, he really did it. Yes, and if you listen to Riverdale Roundup and you don't watch Riverdale, this is a bottle episode. (laughs) It is all about Hiram's origin story for some reason, even though they are in the middle of, if you remember last week, unpackaging... 17 plot lines, (laughs) but you know what? Why don't we put it all on hold (laughs) and just let's get into Hiram's origin story because we got to know more about Palladium and how uh, Jeff and I almost got into an argument about Palladium (laughs) last night. We have a lot of feelings about this episode. And I do, I think my favorite part about this episode is that Mark Consuelos played his father by slapping a mustache on, and that is real acting. I don't need a Nicole Kidman that's going to pretend to be Masha for eight months. I need a man that's going to slap a mustache on and go, bam, I'm my father. And (laughs) I think that is acting gold. He put on a mustache, and he also acted much more um, kind of soft-spoken and, like... You know, he did wear very tight sweater vests over his very, very big muscles. <laughs> yeah, he was. And I kept just muscly. thinking, I was like, you can't take away from how big his neck and shoulders are. Yeah, yeah. He's always going to look like Hiram Lodge. Um, but instead, we were supposed to believe he was this kind of like, right, like kind of shy, intimidated. Um, I can't remember if he was supposed to be an immigrant or if he was just kind of like a, a struggle. He was a shoe shiner. He didn't have a lot of um, status. And so we learned that Hiram's origin story is that he's kind of always ashamed of his father's like weakness, um, his not standing up to people, um, especially after having moved to Riverdale to chase Palladium. And <laughs> so that's what. So he's try- <laughs> they tried to, you bastards, Riverdale. They tried to link many plots that they have just kind of like tossed in like bay leaves that they have now like, no guys, this, all of this 10 years has all been about palladium. Haven't heard word one about Palladium since before. All of this fucking time jump nonsense. We never heard about and now, Palladium before the time. Never jump. heard about it. Never. The whole reason that the lodges are in Riverdale is because of Palladium. It's all interconnected. It's because his father wanted the Palladium. He never got the Palladium. So then, but then this is the thing, is that Jeff and I got into an almost legitimate argument because he was like, I thought this episode was great. And at first I was like, I hate this episode. <laughs> and so I was very much on the other side of it. And I was like, how dare they try to shoehorn all of this plot line all because of Palladium. But then Jeff really did. He's like, he tried to soften my stance <laughs> of why can't you give this to Riverdale? They never, yes, they never sew up their ends. And maybe, yeah, they're just kind of throwing out a general net over a bunch of shit to kind of explain some stuff. But it's probably all in a way to get into, I'm assuming, Hiram Lodge's arc into becoming a hero? Really? Wait, really? <laughs> well, because in the end... All right, we I know that we're not there yet, but if you think about this, he then, which I don't agree with, convinces Reggie. So this entire thing, the reason why he gets into his origin story is because Reggie's like, I'm going to give up my father and I want to come work for you. He's like, let me tell you a tale. Right. And he tells him about him and his father's relationship. And this all starts because Reggie's 
abusive piece of shit father that he works for, he decides to create healthy boundaries for himself. And then in the end, Hiram's, Hiram's like, why don't, you know what? I had a bad relationship with my father, who was a really good man, who I got killed for no reason. Why don't you go back to your not only abusive to you, but abusive to your mother physically as well as emotionally father and make up with them? Yeah. What are you talking about, Hiram? You're absolutely no, right. create those boundaries. Keep yourself away from him. Right, right. If that yeah. is what so you so choose. The kind of structure of this, right, is that Reggie obviously sees Hiram, and this has been in place for a long time. Reggie sees Hiram as a father figure. Um, Reggie's been in search of a father figure because we know from last season and maybe even before that that his dad was abusive. Like black eyes abusive. Like I know that there's yeah, not like, layers of abuse, but it's like he's like punching his son and his yes, wife. And and has been for a long time. Get rid of right? this character. Like, this is, one of the few well-established facts in the Riverdale universe is that Reggie's dad is, is an abusive piece of shit. And right, in this episode, you're totally right, they played him like very sympathetically um, and that he was just kind of like an abuser because he was like struggling with his small business, which is like pretty shitty. And then when he finally kind of like decides that he wants to repair his relationship with Reggie, he goes to Hiram Lodge and is like, please, you're a bad man, stop, stop working with my son. And that prompts Hiram to tell the story of his dad, which, as you say, is totally different because Hiram's dad wasn't abusive at all and was, in fact, super he nice. He's a good man yeah. who just didn't make a lot of money. How dare you make that comparison? Yes. It's like, well, it's just like having an abusive dad. Right. And Hiram's dad had had tried to do the same thing Reggie's dad had done, which was go to the town mobster and say, please stop working with my son. And what did that resulted? And again, I'm sorry that we're all over the place and jumping around with plot, but I have been waiting to scream about this. You're telling me there was a drive-by massacre in front of Pops in 1988 and it never once came up in the four (laughs) years we just spent spending almost every day at Pops in Riverdale? There was a massacre a gangster yep, massacre. Where his father was murdered, and he goes there every fucking day. It's never, you've yep. never mentioned in the entirety of talking about Pops and the history of Pops, which we have also delved into many times in the last four <laughs> years of Riverdale. The drive by shooting that with a machine gun that also appeared to maybe have some other casualties as well, like happened in front of Pops, and we are learning about it now for the and first Pop, time. And Pop watched it happen. Right, Pop was standing right there. Yeah, remember the oranges? I will say that the second of uh, the scene, I saw him in front, and I was like, where are the or-? And as I was saying oranges, because they do it every fucking time, there is any kind of mobster reference. They put in the Godfather reference, and it's very... I love it every time. I feel like it's up there. It's like with the the, the, the Wilhelm scream. <laughs> that every time I see the oranges, I'm like, it's always so dumb. Why do I love that every time you say the word mobster, there's an orange in a scene if there's a dead mobster. And um, that made me really happy. But you're right. <laughs> And you should yell about this as much as we should yell about the fact that I guess Hiram Lodge. So when he finds out that Vito, yes, of course, we haven't even said that the mob's name is Vito, that Vito killed his father. He goes in with a gun and shoots the literal 
three other mafiosos in the area. The only three. This guy, this all-powerful mobster Vito, who appears to have a single-handedly control on Riverdale, um, like... Hiram, teenage Hiram, goes, kills the three guys who will work for him. And then Vito is so scared that he, like, leaves town. Hiram was able to become Hiram Lodge. What we learned <laughs> in this episode is that Hiram was able to become Hiram Lodge just in one instance, just by killing three people who worked for Vito. And and that was so powerful that Vito was like, the town is yours. I'm going to go into hiding for the rest of my life. He steps back for the rest of his life. What are you talking about? <laughs> also, as someone that, yes, I may have been a little obsessed with La Cosa Nostra while growing up. Um, that's not how the mob works, okay? <laughs> and I know all these things because I've watched Sopranos at least four times all the way through and I'm currently re-watching it right now. So I know all about the mob and that is not how it works. And the fact that he's just been in the town in a bed, I, I guess like I don't know how long that, because Hermosa, Shows back up over the phone. Yeah, Gideon was like, and Hermosa is like, I found him for you to get revenge for their grandfather. So then he goes and he finds this old man, Vito, and he puts the pillow over his face. And he could have just gotten away with it, just suffocate him. And then he shoots him in the head. <laughs> I didn't understand it. I was like, why would you shoot him in the head after that? He's not moving. Keep the pillow over his face. So he goes and he kills the man that killed his father to finally get the revenge that he needed. And now I guess his villainy is sated. Yeah, right. I I had I had not really I had not really realized that they are. Oh, now I'm bringing sp- home the context. Yeah. Oh, we're getting into the meat of Riverdale early on a Friday, and I feel it good. That, but you're totally right. That now they're setting him up to be redeemed. Like he has now completed his mission again. Totally unprompted, just by like this conversation with Reggie. He's like, "Oh yeah, Palladium. my life's work, my unfinished business of getting revenge for my father. I guess I'll just do that now." Today. What about the rum? Yeah. What about all of the other ventures you've done? Remember when he was running all the jingles? Jangle? I mean, literally everything he's ever done up until this season, you know, like uh, all the other things, except that right now, the Palladium. Also, another thing I've been wanting to yell about <laughs> is that that 1988 <laughs> scene, the first one where they're shining shoes, uh, him and his dad and the guy, the rich guy who they're shining shoes is like, oh, have you heard about the Palladium down in Riverdale? And I like they had just the title card had just said 1988. And I was sitting here thinking, like, is this like a gold rush thing? Like it's we're meant to believe that there's some sort of like kind of northern like California esque like everyone go out and mine for palladium but it's 1988 I just don't understand like just with Riverdale I'm always just like what theme are we going with what genre is this like what are we referencing we're doing a gold rush genre while also doing a a mobster genre all right put them both together <laughs> Put them both together, I guess. Honestly, the more that I we talk about this episode, because at first I was like, this is just so straightforward. It's just such a like I feel like it's kind of not a Riverdale episode, but also because again, you could rely on both the Consuelos men to rock this episode, kind of. I think that they actually did a genuinely good job. They but did. 
Um, the more I think about it, the more it is still Riverdale. It's still none, <laughs> none of it makes sense. None of it. You're right. Like I, I, it's 1988. What are you fucking talking about? Also, I will say though, it has finally been confirmed that Riverdale exists in New York state. I have lied to myself and I realize how much I put on my brain that every time they were like, oh, we took the train into the city. I always just kind of assumed they were in like Pennsylvania. I don't know why I thought it was more cause like there's a swamp. And there's a lot of forest, so I guess I just figured they were in Pennsylvania rather than in upstate New York. But I guess now we know they're in upstate New York. It's just weird because it's like so, it's called Riverdale, but it's so like not the real Riverdale. Because there is a real Riverdale, it's in the Bronx. It's like actually in New York City. And so yeah. it's very confusing and it's like, it's very wealthy. Um, it's like not a small town. Like, and so it's, it's extremely confusing that Riverdale is Riverdale, but not Riverdale. Like it's basically Riverdale, an not Riverdale. hour north, I think, of where Riverdale is. It's a, it's the ultimate, ultimate Riverdale, not Riverdale. And I guess, well, I, maybe that is where it is. I know <laughs> it's not that like it's not that tree lined. Is there a swamp in the Bronx? I mean, I've been to the real Riverdale, and it's just like an incredibly wealthy, segregated enclave in the middle of the Bronx such that they like, I don't even know if it is technically New York city because it, it like is so segregatedly white and wealthy that it was like not, it didn't want to share a zip code. I looked all of this up years ago because when I went to Riverdale, when it was like, I realized it was like 10 minutes away from where I was teaching in the Bronx and it looked like such a different world. I was like, what's going on with Riverdale? This was before <laughs> before we did Riverdale, before the show Riverdale even existed. Oh, I wish Gideon at the time could have just said, it's Riverdale. <laughs> and then we would have known that Gideon was the one that um, came to bring us the good tidings of Riverdale. <laughs> but it's like, Actually, it's, it's very, very much... It's just a strange, it is in the Bronx. Um, it is in New York City, technically. So, like, I, d I just don't understand. It's, but it's not like what we see. Riverdale in Riverdale, the show, is obviously like a, I, if anything, I would guess like a small, like Hudson Valley town. It's yeah. like a post industry town, right? Like, yeah. it's not. It's not literally a neighborhood in New York City, which is what Riverdale is. So it's just uh, that part has always been very confusing to me. And so I always assumed it was like how a lot of shows just have a town that's like not really in a state. It's just like kind of an imaginary place. It just kind of exists. But this is just appears to actually be a, in a real just again, roughly probably an hour away from where the real Riverdale is. Um, and. Apparently, again, in 1998, were we really mining for, like, new natural resources in 1988 in, yeah, I guess so. in Upper New York City? Like, I don't think so, but They gotta perhaps. get that palladium. <laughs> they have to get all of the palladium. So this, so essentially what they've done with this episode is say, remember back in the beginning when we were like, why is he getting rid of Southside High? There's no reason for it. He raised it to put up a prison so that he could mine the palladium underneath and use the prisoners in the prison to mine the palladium for him. So all of this has been, I did it all for the palladium! The what? <laughs> the palladium. And it is a bit of a mouthful, so you can't really include it in the song forever. Uh, and so he did that for the palladium, and now he's going to, now my question for you guys, theory time. Okay. He 
has mined all of the palladium from the vein that existed under the prison. So he, what does he do? Let's all the prisoners go, essentially. No, he orchestrates a prison break because he's done with them. Release them back into the wild, which of course is what you're supposed to do. And when your town is filled with murderers. So we're going to brush <laughs> that aside. And now he's going to go after the palladium that exists underneath the Blossom Maple Grove. Right. Do you think the question I pose to you, is it going to be a war between Hiram and Penelope, who is now turned religious leader? Or... As we saw in the end, Hiram wants his family back. Is he going to try to become a part of the religion and work his way through it to get control of the Maple Groves? Because I'm seeing two different things when it comes to the reviews of this episode. And it feels like they're either, it's either going to be a war or it's going to be an infiltration. Hey, look at you. Florist by day, student by night, student by day, nurse by night. Since 1998, Penn State World Campus has led the charge in online education, offering access to more than 175 in-demand programs taught by our expert faculty. We offer flexible schedules, scholarships, and tuition plans to help you reach your educational goals online. Penn State World Campus delivers on your time. Click the ad or visit worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. That's worldcampus.psu.edu to learn more. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. In a fast-paced world... Every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Planning an international trip and want to learn the language of your destination? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com today. But see, these conversations are so good because, as I said last week, I'm never thinking ahead with Riverdale. I'm never strategizing. I, I'm ahead. 100% unable to anticipate what might come next because it's so, it feels like such an alternate reality that I'm just like, whatever is happening now is the only thing that's ever happened. So <laughs> I feel like you're like when Wendy goes into the bath <laughs> and like whenever Wendy goes to the bath, she like sticks all her arms out and her eyes go dead as if like, <laughs> I'm just going to let it happened <laughs> like her whole body goes limp and you have to hold her up her head because she goes limp as if she's she's the most overdramatic dog in the entire world and she's like i can't <laughs> go 
go in the water. And then you let, like, put her body in, you hold her head out, and you gently wash her, and she just stares off like she's in some sort of, um, uh, camp. And then she gets past it, and then she's fine. That's, are you with that, like that, with Riverdale? That is, that is me. A hundred percent. When you talk about like the conversation, like you and Jeff have like hours of conversations, like leading up to your watching Riverdale. Too much hours afterwards. I like sit down with Gideon to watch Riverdale. I like kind of sit there slack jawed. I yell about certain things. And then when it's over, I'm just like, all right, I guess I'm going to go to bed. Like, it's just like, it's just a, it's just a sensory experience. (laughs) It's the difference of a life. With children, without children. I feel like we should watch it, like, side by side to show <laughs> how someone that doesn't have children watches a television show versus how you watch it. Because I mean, we scream. We're screaming the entire time. And if you did that, I imagine the kids would come out and be like, I want to play. What are you doing? Well, so to think about, and it, but it's great because then we record it. And I'm like, wow, there's actual things to think about about what might happen next i don't think that there is i think this is my (laughs) mental illness i think i put my anxiety into riverdale and it's why we still do this show the thing is guys we don't have to do this show we don't with this it it is not like it's not mandated by the network we choose to do this we choose because I, i i'm i won't let go and i've read so much so i i try to not always look at the Riverdale Reddit because I don't want things. I don't want to be marred. I like coming up with my own hypotheses. Yeah. Because again, I'm a crazy person and I think I think about this show way more than the writers think about <laughs> that show. And I'm okay with it. And I don't mean that to disparage the writers. It's a lot. Y'all open up a lot of packages and I think that it's great. Um, that's why we keep coming back. I think you guys listen to us, take our feedback, and I think that you're doing a fantastic job, even if I'm always confused. I think that's just part of uh, what we keep coming back for. But part of me does feel like I'm kind of like Tichuba and I'm dancing with the devil out in the dark. And I'm already dancing with the devil and you can't stop me. <laughs> you can't bring me back in from the forest. I'm, I'm out here with Riverdale. And you can't... Put me back in the house <laughs> now that we're free. But I do want to get into on Reddit this. Um, I'm going to say Angel <laughs> wrote down all of the plot lines that they have opened up that they have not gotten back to. Wow. That um, technically should be, quote unquote, wrapped up by the end of the season. What is very understandable is that I think that this is going to be I, I don't know what they're going to do with this season that, um, I mean, pandemic just fucked this show. They were in the perfect schedule of that it really screwed over this show to a point that I think that a lot of people thought it was canceled, <laughs> that a lot of people don't know what's going on with it. I get it. It's difficult to find the information, even just finding out how many more episodes are left. Because apparently this season's going to go until October 16th. Okay. And then and the new then season's going to start on in November. November. Yeah. month later. Uh-huh. Uh, the next season All will right. start. So I don't know what the fuck they're going to do, but let's just get into it. I just wanted to go through this because it's a lot. Jughead and the Mothman. Yeah. Where is it going to go? Please. Where is Jughead and the Mothman going to go? And is it going to be tied to the Palladium? Now, I we're, get, we're getting into theories, and I understand if you don't give a shit about <laughs> the theories. And I appreciate you being um, technically my ear hostage while we talk about these things because I think about Riverdale way too much. I like the theories. I'm down for the theories. They just, uh, it's like playing chess to me. It's all very complex and strategic. It is very complex. Yeah, what I do is, my brain is, 
You'll never understand what happens <laughs> in the um in the chasms inside of my brain. Um I do really also love because Apes McNeil writes in, and I love you, Apes McNeil, from our Twitch community, and writes into page seven about their theories as well. And it makes me very happy to see when she reminded me that the whole entire Veronica being baptized or whatever episode was centered around this whole thing being a family business. Remember when Veronica got baptized because like they were like re-allegiant, like aligning themselves together to work on all of this as a family. And now he's all alone because he's lost his family. But weren't they all just working together? Like, weren't they just in cahoots again? Weren't they daddy cahoots again? Yeah, like a few... A few episodes ago, even because she was like with all the stuff with Chad, right? Yeah, Chad. Chad. Who fucking knows the bad one? The bad one we don't like that she's still married to. Bad husband, helicopter crash husband. And then when will we find Polly? Because where the hell is Polly? Polly's still missing. Remember that? Remember there's a serial killer in uh, Riverdale. And just for the for the again for the uninitiated, we're not talking about all the all the total plot lines of Riverdale like at. As a whole, we're talking about just this season. No, the last four episodes. (laughs) (laughs) We're discussing the last four episodes. But is the Mothman thing going to be, because I I forgot this and Jeff brought up the fact that he's like, remember they also dropped the line or a couple lines that there is a military base really close to Riverdale that I wonder if it's going to be some sort of cover up and if the Mothman and the highway killer are interlinked yes who knows because it all happens out on the lonely highway for sure which was also introduced in um this season as well or really gotten in there so there's the highway killer with polly and then there's betty and the trash trash bag bag killer killer, who is a whole other separate serial killer yep and um because they have completely different patterns and then remember that jughead was picked up by a trucker at the end of the last episode so he was been he's been gone for a while now Uh and he's out on the lamb all of this still open while having this Hiram bottleneck episode what about veronica and chad which is great that you brought this up divorce not divorce right who knows what's gonna happen with all of those things Uh what about betty being a never-ending trainee at the fbi what about dark betty because Dark Betty's also been on the scene this season. Well, we got a glimpse. It wasn't Dark Betty this episode, but we did get a slight glimpse into Betty Ooh, as Alice. Alice Cooper, which is always I, very I hot. want Alice backstory. Yes. That's next. Yeah. I hope we get Alice backstory. But what about Cheryl and Minerva, the art dealer that moved into her house and became her girlfriend for a bit and then did it? I would bet you $100 that we're never hearing from Minerva again. I think that one's just gone. Or she's going to become a part of their religious cult. Perhaps. Who knows what's going to happen with the religious cult. And what about this love that this person in the Reddit said, Jason, who obviously will never rest in peace, (laughs) how can a dead person be involved in so many different storylines? I think it's a very good question. But there's also the dead body of her brother that they just unearthed again. Penelope's back because she's a cult leader now. Where's Tony's baby and the threesome couple of Tony Fangs and Kevin? Good question. What about Barchi, Varchi, Bughead, Gleddy, <laughs> Sharoniva, <laughs> Tabhead, Babatha, Veggie? I uh, think all of those hybrid names are great. 
Where are Chick and Charles, who have been brought up again in this season? We know that they got broken out of the prison break. That's right. Which means they're probably still in Riverdale. Because remember, a prison break happened. There's just a bunch of murderers everywhere. And they say that some of them flew the coop. But did all of that? They're all just hanging around because there's no urgency to get them out because they're just there. There doesn't seem to be any effort to to capture them. But yeah, uh, Ch- Chick and Charles went to Alice and Betty's house. Yes, right. And then yeah, because then there was like that dissertation. Remember, like Glenn, yeah, Betty's weird FBI boyfriend. Glenn was there and he had a whole dissertation on yeah. the serial killer genes in Betty's family. That was like three episodes <laughs> ago, MJ, that, that that all of this happened. Yeah. And none of it or what of these is going to be referred to again? Because then there's also Hiram and the Palladium. Do you remember the whole episode about the football team and how Britta, the girl, wanted to be on the boys Football team. That was an entire episode <laughs> this season. Post time jump, when all of them became all of the high school teachers. Right. But now they're busy doing maple mushrooms in a fuck den. There is a plot line you haven't mentioned yet, which was just from last se- last episode, which is the Jughead stolen manuscript. Jughead stolen manuscript. Where's the manuscript, and what is he going to do with the manuscript? Oh, what about all of that? All of the writer stuff, especially with his ex-girlfriend that they keep bringing back in. And his ex-girlfriend's going to have to do something. Yeah. Or is she just the ex-girlfriend that's going to come in weirdly every once in a while? And Betty's going to like be haunted by the fact that Jughead had another lover <laughs> in the seven years that they were apart. I know that that's not what she's upset about. But what about Juniper and Dagwood? Yeah. They're there somewhere. They're there. They just got visited by their serial killer. Where's Jellybean? Where is Jellybean? There's Jelly so Bean? much... There's so much from this season. Yeah. And I'm sure that there's things that I left out. Yeah, Jellybean and Gladys went back to Ohio? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that they're like, or, or does that mean that Gina Gershon's going to come soon? Because please. Yeah, that would be nice. I miss FP. I miss FP so much. I miss FP. Like, Mark Consuelos, you're very nice to look at, but like, he's no FP. Yeah. We don't even yeah. have Alice to look at anymore. All I, I, all I could think of when... Um, Veronica slash Hermione Lodge kissed Michael Consuelos. All I could think of was like, how old is that boy? He's 24. (laughs) I thought I was worried. But also, thank you for reminding me the other thing that I did want to scream about, which is that it is so weird, I think. First of all, I did like having all of the younger actors play their parents. This is not the first time that's happened. We also had that with the like Breakfast Club episode. It is great. Loved it. But- it was extremely weird, in my opinion, to have Veronica, the actress who plays Veronica, playing Hermione. Like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. But then to have Marcus Wallace's son playing Hiram, but since we know it was Hiram and it looked like Veronica and not Hermione, it really, really, really was hard to not think She's that it was her Veronica brother. kissing her own young it daddy. It really felt like, daddy. She, or, or that, or she was kissing her brother. That like, that like he looks like Mark Consuelos' kid, and in my brain, I thought it was brother sissy kiss. Because it is also kind of like like that, but I, I it would it was, in the, in the universe, it was, future husband and wife being teens and kissing. But because one of the, because the wife was also the daughter kissing 
younger daddy is all I could stop thinking about. All I could think yeah. about. It was very, very difficult for me. I was like, this is inappropriate. I don't think this should be happening. I don't like it. Yeah. Um, I didn't like it either. I completely understand. And I was trying to separate them. But every time. Oh, my God. The fits that young Alice is wearing that Betty is wearing for uh, Alice. That's why I wanted that backstory. Look at that. Beautiful late 80s god. Yes. She looks hot as shit. Honestly, I would take a whole show that is the younger generation. Like I'll give me a whole season. Do if we're as long as we're doing gimmicks and flashbacks, give me a whole season that's oh just god, 1988 love that, Riverdale. MJ. Yeah. Let's do I want Riverdale rewind. But we did establish, <gasps> I know we spent a lot of time last time established when they did the Breakfast Club episode establishing the timelines and how the timelines and the ages of the actors are like pretty confusing. We don't exactly know what roughly like what year it would be. Um No. But make it the late 80s. Everyone loves the late 80s nostalgia romp. Just give us give us more. Because as much as this episode was weird because, like, nothing happened and we didn't see any Jughead, we didn't see any Archie except for one brief glimpse of Archie as Fred Andrews, young Fred Andrews, but it was like a second. Yeah. And we didn't see any Betty except for the brief glimpse of her as Alice Cooper. So as much as this episode was, like, kind of a, just like a going nowhere in terms of you know, the all of these aforementioned plot lines, I do like the flashbacks. I gotta say, it's just a winner for me. I love it. I love the flashbacks. And you know what really made me love, I really did enjoy this episode, was the button on the end of this episode, which was Mark Consuelos eating ice cream in bed, watching his estranged wife and his daughter on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. And he's sitting there eating ice cream, getting sad because he misses his family. And I fell in love with Hiram Lodge (laughs) with his little stocking feet on, eating ice cream in the bed. And I was like, God damn you, Riverdale. Ooh. And what? It was just so funny because we were in the middle of talking about it when that last line hit. When Veronica said, was daddy ever sick? Was daddy ever sick? Great question. question. I love how self-aware Riverdale can be sometimes. Remember when daddy was dying? When was daddy dying? I feel like, was daddy dying post-time jump? Because now as I'm saying this, I remember I forgot to look it up. Was it post-time jump or was it pre-time jump? It was pre-time jump. I think. So a while ago he was dying. I think it was pre-time jump because he kept lifting things in Archie's gym and dropping things and stuff. And I think that that was pre when Archie was still <laughs> hard to keep straight because Archie was still a teen running a gym. Um, <laughs> but I think that that was pre-time jump. I think this was when Archie was on his like community center bullshit. So what I think that they're going to probably put that to bed but was he just pretending to be sick? I think that there's no other conclusion to be drawn because I think that I think that what happened was that they forgot to continue that plot line. And so now the <laughs> retroactive justification of it is that maybe he was pretending. That's my theory. And yes, you are right. This is pre-time jump. This is when this is all during the time. Remember when Veronica and Cheryl Blossom, when they were underage and they created their own um 
maple moonshine business. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is when they were running the the underground bar. Yes. Yep. Yep. I mean, yeah. And he was like, he was, he, he was competing with her, but also he was like, oh, I'm weak because of my illness. And was Daddy ever sick? I don't think so. Um, I did write down, and I forgot. I need you to get me a gun, a ghost gun, a gun that can't be traced. It was a such a great line <laughs> to kick off this episode was very very fun it's like all right Hiram you think you, Hiram Lodge can't get a gun I know he is again it's are you Vito the person who has a single-handed hold on Riverdale um yet can be taken out by one single act of violence killing three people or are you Hiram Lodge that you're so powerful that you that you own that you've been the mayor the prison warden, the like controller of everything. And yet also you still don't know how to get a gun. Like I just, it Riverdale, there's, there's just no way to make sense of it all. There's no, and we can't quit you Riverdale. (laughs) We can't quit Riverdale. It is. I, 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 I can't stop. Yeah, yeah. I feel that it is an addiction and I don't know what to do with myself. I'm angry. <laughs> I'm happy. I can't. I'll never stop watching it. And um, we'll always be there for you. And hopefully, I don't know what's going to happen. You sure know that I don't know what's going to happen. I got like, no I predictions. I don't know how many episodes there are. What is it, four more episodes? I have no, I have no clue. Yeah. They only put it out a couple weeks before, and I know the next two weeks we will have episodes. Well, then we will be here screaming for the next two weeks. Come find us. <laughs> we love you guys. This has been your Riverdale Roundup. If you can make sense of any of this, please tag us on Instagram. <laughs> you know, I'm on Twitter. Like, if you can explain to me any of the aforementioned 12 plot lines, anything please we are always seeking knowledge i love theories hit us up at page seven podcast at gmail.com hit us up on instagram hit us up almost where wherever you can find us <laughs> come find me on twitch.tv slash odo jackie we can scream about it over there i especially with i mean we have to scream about it somewhere yeah and now i can't scream about other things because i don't have talking tv anymore so i feel like my brain is just overloaded with things to say yeah i'm supple with things to say <laughs> So um, come find me. We love you guys. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. are true overwhelming power sauce of destiny yes the most legendary sauce has arrived as mcdonald's transforms into the anime world of wickdonald's the greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili mcdonald's sauce to make your 10-piece wick nuggets fries and sprite ultra powerful unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at wickdonald's ba-da-ba-ba-ba go i participate in mcdonald's for a limited time while supplies last